0: Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's your boy, Maharan and I'm back again with another special Ramadan podcast. Got my special guest today, Rahman Aziz. What's up, yo? From the hill. From the hill, that's right. From the hill. <laughs> yeah, Um. today's podcast is actually something I've never done before, because we're literally freestyling it, right? Yeah. We're actually talking about the perspectives of a fasting person, you know, being as how we're both fasting today. Um... What are, like, people always want to know, what are some things that are going through your mind when you're fasting?
1: Honestly, I mean, that's a good question, everyone. Well, when you have no food and water in your system, like, you're literally, like, your mind is rampant. You're thinking a lot, but Mm -hmm. a lot of times I just think about life, like, almost like Mm self-reflection, like, what I can be doing, like, self-evaluations, and just, like, overall, like, just, you know, think being appreciative, showing gratitude for what I have, what's going on
0: a whole bunch of stuff, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm fasting, right, and when water, when the topic of water comes up, right, because, you know, we drink water at, like, what, 8? Eight, like, 8.30. 8.30. Last yeah. night was 8.29, and this morning, um, it was, like, 4.30 in the morning. We had okay. to stop eating and drinking. Yeah. So, like, you know, it, it kind of, like, reels in, like, the importance of, like, substance in your life when it comes to water, Cause I mean, like, you know, as the story goes in our like religion, water is the byproduct of the heavens and the earth coming together, and without water, you wouldn't survive long. Oh, well, definitely, we
1: wouldn't even be here
0: right now. And no, I mean, like, too. yeah, it just it just shows like the gratefulness we have to God for like you know giving us water. There, I remember going to Friday prayer. I think last Friday, and um, the mufti he was talking, and. It was it was about that story I mentioned last time on the last podcast. you remember the dog and, like, the d- man jumping into the well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was another story where it was a man, and he was going through the desert, and he had his camel with him. And back then, your camel was everything, right? <laughs> That's right. No, it was. It seriously was, because you yeah. were going through the desert, and this camel, it, it had so much water within it, we could store it, that, mm-hmm. like, it could go, like, through the entire desert without, like, you know, breaking a sweat. <laughs> to say. That was Alexis back in the day, man. man it, it really Not was. Alexis, bro. It really was. And the story goes this man fell asleep and he tied his camel to a tree. And when he woke up, his camel was gone. And this man, you know, he looked everywhere. He looked like from the top of the dunes to like, you know, everywhere around the oasis he was at. And everybody knows this. There's no water in the middle of the desert. And this man was in the middle of the desert. He had no water. And. At that point, he just lost all hopelessness, right? In, um, in finding water and surviving. And what happened was... He just, he laid on the ground and closed his eyes. Because he was like, yeah, this is pretty much it. Within X amount of hours, I'm about to die from dehydration. And then, you know... Food is the last thing you're worried about. Because, like, water is the first. Yeah. So he just laid there. And the story goes, he wakes up. He sees the camel. And... He praises God, but he doesn't praise God right because what he says is, "God, you are my servant and I am your master." But the, t- the scenario is different because he's so excited. He said the wrong thing, mm-hmm. but at that moment, God forgave him because he didn't. Know because that. it was in such excitement, and that he raised his hands to God to thank him. -hmm. And even though he said the wrong things, he
1: like switched his words. Yeah, he switched
0: his words up, but I mean, God still forgave him at the end because you know he should praise. And I think we can take a lot from that story because, you know, it's it's almost like we should be grateful for everything we have, right? Yeah, because in a split second, um, we could lose everything. That is
1: true. Nothing is guaranteed to anybody.
0: And then um, lately, I've been seeing like, you know, the like the blessings of having like vision. And, you know, hearing, because without hearing and without seeing, you know, the world is just very odd and it's a different place. So, I mean, like, being grateful is one of the things that should run through your mind while you're fasting. Another thing is you shouldn't get angry too easily. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, it's kind of hard. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like almost like an angry person. I'm not an angry person, but sometimes I do get mad. It's
1: just that yeah, when you have no food in your stomach or water, mm-hmm. your or your patience is already low. Yeah. Because you know your blood pressure is high. Actually, not even high. I'm I'm guessing it's low, right? When you have no food in your system.
0: I mean, yeah, it's it should stay regular, so but it like, dips a little, yeah. Yeah, so like
1: you're you're on edge a little bit. But mm-hmm. it teaches you self control too, and that's why it's important. You can't get mad during this time of month. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a hard thing, but you have to remain self-controlled. And aside from having gratitude, it really che- it really teaches you uh, self-discipline.
0: it does. It does. Um, we actually saw a video. Well, I saw it last night. I just showed it to you. Yeah,
1: that's right.
0: um, And the entire purpose of, I think we mentioned yesterday, one of the reasons why we fast is because, you know, it's to feel how the poor feel. Mm-hmm. And the video, it said it was like, the lamest term ever, or to use that as a specific example, is lame, because in actuality, there would be no reason for poor people to fast, right? Yep. If it's how the poor felt, then why would they fast? But in actuality, like the the reason why we fast is because you know it's all about self discipline and self control, right? And for the people that like you know that just say they're fasting, but they don't do like anything related to God, you're kind of just starving yourself they're, they're at well. They're doing point.
1: the first part of Ramadan. Like I first, mean, like, yeah,
0: fasting is, like, a big part, but, like, if you're not going to praise God and you're not going to, like, at least read the Quran once or listen to a surah or pray at all, then, I mean, like, you're kind of just starving yourself. Yeah, and right?
1: you, you basically come out from... You come out the end at the same way you came in the beginning.
0: And, like, the whole point of Ramadan is to come out a little better than how you started, right? So if you didn't pray any time then at least pray once a day by the end of Ramadan, right? You should aim for five. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, trying to tell anybody to pray once. But you should be praying five. But, you know, at if, least If you're someone get that's, that's, like, the habit, slowly yeah. starting
1: into, you're like, what we mentioned on your last podcast mm-hmm. about, like, if you're a Muslim but you weren't really, like, religiously mm-hmm. into it, you're, like, slowly get into it, that's fine. But, again, same thing, yeah, it's... Recommend, it's highly suggest not yeah. even suggest it's mandatory that you pray all five but yeah if you're starting out then you know you do what you can and god will bless you for your intentions yeah. and you know go on from that point
0: i think one of the more important things is like actually understanding the religion right because like the saying is always true that you can take a horse to water but you can't make it drink it's almost the same thing you can drive people towards religion but if they don't understand it there's there's no point in that. Of course, you know? yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I could blindly go to the mosque every day. I could pray thoroughly. I could, you know. But
1: if you don't pray understand the meaning Muhammad of it, yeah, it doesn't. But if
0: you're just standing behind the imam and like he's just reading Quran and you don't understand it, there was legitimately no point of you going out. Mm-hmm. There I mean, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, do go out, but like understanding the religion is will take you a lot more down you know the right path than not understanding anything and just blindly following it you know i think there's a stigma in islam where like you know people who question religion often you know they get how not crit, uh, criticized like don't question religion don't do this but islam was like designed to get like you know Criticized Like mm-hmm. If you ever had any questions You question the religion And you learn a lot more about but it But
1: that's good You know that's one of the That's that's one of the abilities God given us To question mm-hmm. You know And sometimes it's good To question things You know And there's a reason why
0: for it Yeah I mean It That's how you learn about something By questioning mm-hmm. something You know
1: Cause like It was a great video I saw too um, On YouTube It was the same Same thing That really what we're talking about Basically it was implying That you know yeah, we know a lot about this, like, you know, the hadiths, mm-hmm. which is, like, you know, messages, like, short, like, not short, but, like, advices that our Prophet Muhammad salah used to have for, like, you know, as, like, a guideline for good Muslims to follow. So, in the video, he was saying, like, yeah, a lot of, a lot of Muslims, they know about this, that, but do they really know? Like, they don't question it, because you don't know if that could have been used in another context, like... Mm-hmm. was saying he was using an example like saying like say so-and-so is walking past the prophet and he was talking to some dude and he overheard him saying oh i'm gonna kill you blah blah, blah. So the dude the passerby thinks oh he's this is something that relates to me too but he doesn't know that mm-hmm. it could have been not pertaining to him it could have been just solely for that dude he was talking to you know so in that video is basically saying like understand what it is that you're doing you know if you're if you have no idea what it is Learn about it You know mm-hmm. Even if it is things in our religion Because there's a lot of Confusion too Happening you know
0: mm-hmm. And one thing um, That The Mufti last night He mentioned After the Tharui prayers Was If you ever have a question Right You can uh, Like This is solely for Islam I I can't speak for other religions But There's always a scholar around Right you can always find one just if you have any questions, just go and ask them. It's yeah. better you ask them than just sitting at home and just pondering over it?
1: Are they looking at like fifty articles a yeah, like and you're, cause you're still confused because
0: remember we were looking at it remember, we're not looking at it for like answers or whatever, but we were looking at like literally little of the Google search we just did to see if like you should, you have to press them or not and the first thing that pops up is like a Wikipedia page. Yeah I mean Like come on now Like And then Wikipedia Is like the same Like you know Anybody can go in there And like Edited, Change it Edit it and Yeah I mean That's what like School taught us Is that like Anybody can go Like you know Take care of Wikipedia pages Yeah So I mean like Yeah I mean If you ever have a question You can always ask An imam or a mufti Or someone Who knows What they're talking about
1: Of course yeah Because they have Knowledge <clears throat> about that They studied it abroad Yeah but, And it's good that you ask questions like you said, you know mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's, rather, it's better to ask And know something than not ask mm-hmm. And just doing whatever you're doing and It just makes sense, you
0: know It does And, I mean, another important thing about fasting During the month of Ramadan Is that, like, you consistently, constantly Keep God on your mind Because this is the month, right Where, like I mentioned yesterday Or last podcast This is the month where the mercy of God and you know, blessings are, showered blessings are like life. showered upon you. It's literally being like caught in a rainstorm, but you're not getting wet because you're standing on an umbrella, mm-hmm. right?
1: And by standing on an umbrella, that's implying that, yeah, you know, if you're one of those people that just mm-hmm. they don't, you know, like what's we call it, they don't keep in mind, they don't have mindful, yeah, intentions mindful of God. Of like they don't pray, they don't read the Quran more, right. they just fast solely, or like they don't. Uh, you get
0: it You know They they literally just like You know They just don't eat for the day And then like You say it's for God But you didn't do anything for God And like you know You just call it a day mm-hmm. But I mean like Some people are wondering what, what this umbrella is That I'm talking about right What this umbrella That you're standing under And I mean like The umbrella is like Bad habits It can range from bad habits To sins you're still committing To like You have the ability To do something But you're not doing it
1: Like there's an opportunity right It's like an
0: opportunistic thing Right.
1: Which is why this month is important for a lot of people mm-hmm. Because It's really a chance Not only just to get blessings but also forgiveness too Yep. So there's a whole bunch of things With this month that's really good for you
0: I mean this month is like Almost this month is like An all around blessing yep. Not only Does your body reset Back to health 30 days you can build a habit If you can build a good habit that will last you for the next 11 months till you reach another Ramadan. And it's just... Opportunity is everywhere, right? The, the Like, to do good, there's an opportunity everywhere. I mean, like, we live in a society nowadays where it's like, yeah, you can literally go find people to feed, the homeless to feed. You can go give charity, right? You can go donate. You can... Read Quran, You can donate. You write, can read the
1: Quran, You can help others in need. I mean,
0: like, we're blessed enough that we don't live in a war zone. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean.
1: We have, a, we have no right to
0: complain. I mean, No yeah, excuses. I mean, it's not even, I mean, like, yeah, so. sure, it's hot outside. But, like, we're sitting in the AC. You know? There's
1: people around the world that are fasting, like me and I you, mean, but it, there's no AC. There's
0: kids in Gaza that don't have any electricity, so. That have to, like, instead of, like, sitting in the AC like us. They're, like, sitting in the heat. But, I am mean like, they're still mindful of God. So, it's, like...
1: it's It really teaches you the importance of, like, having gratitude. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, it's almost like people get tested differently. Mm-hmm. And by no means are we, like, you know, all comfortable, right? There's people all over the place that are going through Ramadan, right? Some people in hardship and the other ones aren't in as much hardship it's almost like saying God has tested them in different ways. Yeah. Right? Our different ways that, you know, we live in a society where not everything's halal. I'll put it that way. True. Right? Mm-hmm. You go on Instagram, not everything's halal. <laughs> you get, like, you know, there's some stuff that, like, on Instagram that, like, it could break your fast easily. Yeah. Right? But,
1: you know, if it was accidental, you just, have to be like, yeah, ask I'm, for forgiveness. Yeah. And, like, look and then, I
0: mean, like, this Instagram thing carries out into, like, our real life everywhere, right? Oh,
1: yeah, I mean, that's a sad part. Like, this is a little bit off topic, but like, yeah, like social media has really played a part about like false fantasies, mm-hmm. like false not even a false fantasy, like false realities for people. Like, you know, like I think it was I could be wrong, but seven percent of what you see on social media is like, like not even a part of your life. Yeah. It's just oh, yeah. People, what people post is what they want to post. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not what you see. It's the, it's what they want you to see. It's because they like it. But really, that doesn't define, like, what's going on in their life. Like, for example, so-and-so posted a photo in, like, a nice car by the beach, right? Yeah. That does not mean that he's living a good life. Or they're not he. They're living a good life, you know? There could be a
0: higher opportunity chance that I wasn't even in his car, you know? Oh, yeah. It could just like, be flexing, yeah. you
1: know? It could be just stunning on
0: them. You know, one like, thing about social media, though, I would say is, like, it's almost like a one-sided mirror. Yeah. Right?
1: You only see the good. That's why it's so addicting, because you see yeah, a lot. Yeah, you only of,
0: see the good side. You don't see the bad. Yeah. You don't see the people having emotional struggles, right?
1: You'll you'll rarely see that. You'll see rarely the majority, see majority. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. it's like yeah. oh food, oh like people trying to look sexy, trying uh-huh. to look good.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh like materialistic stuff, like a bunch of cash everywhere, some watches, you know. Mhm.
0: There was a girl I actually met senior year in my forensics class. And, uh, she said something that, like, I still remember to this day. She said, um, it was about social media, and she said, um, you know those, like, Instagram girls that are, like, always, like, picture perfect? And have, like, thousands Yeah, and, then they, and they're, like, they always show that they're happy with their boyfriends. They're not. In reality, they're really not. It's just, like, a facade, almost. And, I mean, it was very eye-opening, because it's, like, you always, like, see people being happy, you know, which, which is going go off to college and stuff we, like that.
1: If we start linking... Like for example, Sarah person would think like a happy life is what they see on Instagram, social media, mm-hmm. right? If they start thinking like that, that's they're gonna it's gonna lead them to a road of misery. It it it's is untrue unhappiness because you're just gonna be dependent mm-hmm. on social media likes and attention, but it's the wrong way. Even like having material even if you do have like a bunch of money, watches a show off and take pictures with still if that's your way of quote unquote happiness, then you're not gonna be really happy. You're just gonna be unhappy not. compared to someone that's really looking to be happy, like through like mindfulness, almost mm-hmm. like spirit spiritualist. But you know, you get what I'm saying. That's why during this month of Ramadan too, um, me personally, I've been trying to take it easy with social media, mm-hmm. just like take a little break because in general, it is distracting because there's a lot of content on there that just has no meaning mm-hmm. or benefit towards you whatsoever. I don't mean wrong, like there's some videos that are informative that will help you with things, like you wanna learn how to do this, yeah it's it's always there, but majority of the times you you you'll see memes, you'll see funny like videos, yeah. like clickbaits, uh like opening reviews, like the list goes on, like everything that distracts you, you know. Yeah. So I'm really trying to break I'm trying to take a little break on that, like ease ease just ease a little bit out from social media and like really like just like chill out. It's kinda boring yeah it is it's it gets good yeah, it's but. good because yeah. I feel like once you eliminate those distractions mm-hmm. life will be more meaningful and like you'll not only that but you'll become more productive and you'll start doing things like yeah. for example if you wanted to do something that you've been putting aside on for a mm-hmm. while you'll have time now because all the time you know you've been using it was just on social media but once you've taken care of that by like getting mm-hmm. rid of it you have time for whatever you know Yeah. but back to our topic about you know yeah Ramadan. Yeah. My perspective
0: and everything. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, going back to the topic before we come back to the Ramadan topic again, it's, I've noticed one thing, like, social media, like, it has a tendency to waste your time immensely. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: I remember, because um, I was in New York a couple months ago for my cousin's wedding. Um, and the difference between before I left, right? Because I was checking my screen time. Before I left, my screen time was, like, around four hours. Because, you know, like, I go to the state, and, like, between classes, you got, like, a lot of time on your hands. To chill out. To chill out and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And even sitting at the airport, like, I was just, like, on my phone, right? And then I noticed a difference because, like, um, the phone actually told me that my screen time was severely low. Because when I was in New York, I was just running around doing, like, a bunch of stuff. And my screen time, believe it or not, for, like, two days, like, the amount it accumulated in two days was 48 minutes just forty eight minutes rather than like the four hours I was spending like sitting at state and stuff like that, so it it was very interesting to see like you know how many hours are actually in a day that you get to experience rather than being on your phone, so glued that was a you know, yeah, stage. you're like almost glued to a screen, and then in the month of Ramadan, how it applies it's like it's very distracting because in the month of Ramadan, all you're supposed to be doing is like your original creational purpose, right, which was to pray. And mm-hmm. you know, be mindful of God and like yeah. read the Quran and stuff but like this. But if you're
1: using, if you're using like your phone to learn,
0: yeah. If you're doing, if like, you're doing it for like, like you know that kind example, of purpose, for example, like yeah.
1: during this month, like watching videos about you know Islam, mm-hmm. reading surah, listening to the Quran, then that's fine. That's fine, yeah. But it's just like you know what I do often. Sometimes you know what I feel like we all do is just like when we have nothing to do, we just go on it. Like yeah, the recent, like the recent photo from Mister So and So comment mm-hmm. on Mrs. So and So's photo. Uh, respond to this text,
0: you know. And so, yeah. on. I mean, it's just at the end of the day, it is what it is, but you just gotta, you know, you just gotta be on the straight and narrow with it. Yeah. But other than that, like and you also, know,
1: yeah. But in general, like one thing I feel like is a big part that really help you is being mindful of God too. You know. Mm-hmm. Because like it will just help you understand, and just like not only be not only will being mindful of God help you, but it also help you be mindful of your actions and what you mm-hmm. do. It really makes you think like, hey, like, is this really good, what I'm doing? Maybe I should chill out. Or like, hey, let me not get mad. Let me take a step back and breathe real quick, mm-hmm. you know, before I overreact. Because it is true, you know, like, we, don't you, you know, at the end of the day, it's just us. Yeah. We only control ourselves.
0: And one interesting thing about it, right, is um, you're actually recommended while you're fasting not to talk as much. And... um First of all, it's for a very practical reason. You don't want your mouth getting dry or anything, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the reasons you don't want to get thirsty or anything. But the second reason is it's much easier while you're fasting to hold your tongue because you don't really want to engage with people. You don't really want to talk to people. Yeah, and you have no energy. Yeah, you really don't have the energy to interact with people. Before our last
1: podcast, I mentioned to you I was kind of feeling sluggish, and that's -hmm. the reason why. You know, because when there's no food or water, it's just your you're like still like half asleep. That's how it feels like you're mm-hmm. a little bit half asleep. But I'm only saying that because I went to bed late last night. If you were probably went to bed early, wake up early, you probably feel a little bit sluggish. But mm-hmm. just to give you a picture.
0: Yeah, it's, it's almost like it's interesting hearing people talk while they're fasting because normally we don't have these conversations. You know, normally we meet up after Friday prayers and like we get something to eat. And our conversations are, like, totally different, man.
1: Energetic. (laughs)
0: Energetic. We're Um, talking about, like, random stuff.
1: More descriptive. detailed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But now it's just, like, you know what it's like? It's, like, almost turning on the power saver mode, Mm -hmm. right? And if you've ever had, like, a Nokia Lumia or whatever, you know, or a Samsung. Back in the day, the Samsungs. If you turn on your battery saving mode, your phone goes to black and white. (laughs) It's... I mean, it's almost yeah. like that, basically. That's a
1: good comparison. Yeah, it's true.
0: Cause it's like think about it. Like, we're not at we're not at ten percent battery life right now, right? We're oh, almost right. at like forty to thirty, mm-hmm. I would say. But we're not at a hundred percent. And I mean, like, yeah, we can still function. We can like you know, go out. It's only it's only like two right now, right? We only got like what, six hours.
1: I think so, yeah. Roughly.
0: But you don't really feel it though. You know, like mm-hmm. after a while it's just like, "Oh, I'm just, you know, hungry." Yeah, just whatever. like
1: with anything hard like working out or like tacking on a new goal. Like the mm-hmm. first couple of days are going to be hard, especially if you're if you're not used to it. But after the first couple of days are over, it'll be easy. Mm-hmm. It'll be smooth, just like with fasting too. And um that's just one thing to keep in mind, you know, mind over matter. Yeah, mind that's over matter. The real thing,
0: Definitely. You know? And I mean, since you're and I'm talking about the people who are actually fasting right now. Since you're praying, please, 100%, please, please, please. Just, you know, do what you have to do. As in, pray five times a day, read the Quran, and get your blessings in. And I mean, like, at 8.20, you, 29, sorry, 8.30, let me apologize again, 8.30, you get to eat, right? Eat, drink, And right. after 8.30, it's like almost like a normal day all over again, right? Cause you're full. You're you're satisfied. Your relax. energy's back up, right? And that's it. And let me tell you something, right? It's hard to do the same things we're doing now after we've eaten. Mm-hmm. You You know, because like self control isn't there anymore. Like you, you've already eaten, so like yeah. your batteries are recharged. Now you're like on Netflix. Now you're on Instagram. Now you're on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of like doing all of this, right? You Just utilize your time. Utilize your, what, like, 15, 16 hours of fasting time, roughly. Just utilize that time to, like, you know, actually help you out in the long run, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, like, when you're fasting and when you believe, right, you're not doing it for, like, this life. You're doing it for the hereafter. And just like an investor, you're investing into something, right? You're investing your time into something. So if you're fasting... Might as well go 100%, go all out and fast and, like, you know, pray five times a day, read the Quran, read a few Re- sunnas. Read the whole benefit. And just, okay, like, let's say you're tired and you don't want to read anything, right? You want to watch something. Let's say you're down to that. Yo, there's so many videos on YouTube nowadays where it's, like, pat like muftis and imams and, like, all these great learned people that are, like, giving lectures. Yeah,
1: not even that. If you don't even watch, want to watch something, if you have right? a you can listen to the Quran or some surahs, you know?
0: Yeah, and uh, definitely and I mean like watch watch a surah or listen to a surah where it's like they have the translation right? Like okay, you might read like six pages of Quran and you don't know Arabic but you learn to read it. Mm-hmm. You won't understand anything. You
1: can get the English translation. That's
0: what I'm saying. Like read the English version. What but the main point is understanding. Yeah. Right? Understanding will help you connect way better than just like randomly reading Arabic. Or
1: learning, yeah. There's a big difference between learning and understanding something. Mm-hmm. Like, learning is like, you you learn a little bit about like, the basis, the the foundation of the thing, but understanding is actually like going through it with experience, taking what you learn and applying it.
0: And definitely and applying getting, it, yeah. Because yeah. applying it is like probably the hardest part. Learning it is easy. Applying why, it that's is harder. That's for
1: anything. Like, for example, you can watch 50 videos about soccer. Mm-hmm. Like, you can watch t- like, so many types of drills. You can do this, that, the whole nine yards.
0: But until you jump in that water, you won't know how to play soccer. Yeah, because... You can watch yeah, it every I mean, day.
1: Yeah, you'll try to do those moves, but, like, ultimately, like, you're implying what you learn. hmm And you're only going to get out what you do, you know?
0: So I feel like people learn better hands-on. Through experience and Through experience so and hands-onness. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, sure, you can watch a million videos on Ramadan, but if you don't apply it, then it, there's no point of watching the videos. Just,
1: like, you know, it's funny, a lot of people that read self-help books... You know, you can, those books are great, like those life books and stuff. Th- those are really amazing books to read. They'll really give you a different perspective in life and how to look at life in a different way. But if you don't apply that to your life, then those books are mean- meaningless, just like the Quran, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who read the Quran, you know, you, you just read it. You're, read not, it. you're not yeah. really supposed to be doing that. Just, you know, like... You can learn everything from the Quran, but if you don't apply it to your life, same thing. It's not it's meaningless. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. That's the reason why we're supposed to be reading the Quran, is so we can apply some of the things and learn just to give us, you know, overall better doing in life, too.
0: I think one of the most interesting, like, lectures I heard on YouTube was um, the changing of times and how it related to Islam. And one of the things um, the Mufti said was, you know, when the first we prayers were happening, everybody spoke Arabic, right? So they all understood Arabic. So what happened was when the imam was, like, you know, leading the salah, everybody was paying attention because they knew. It was, like, us standing in, like, you know, a congregation and the imam is just speaking English instead of, like, you know, Arabic and saying the surahs. Yeah. And it was, like, almost they were standing there and, like, they understood 100% because they understood Arabic, they understood what was going on. And the thing is, they were listening to a lecture from God back then. So they were very attentive while they were looking at the floor. And nowadays, we go to the masjid, right? Even when we're reading, like, Jummah, right, on Fridays, yeah, we don't understand literally a thing that is being, like, recited oh, yeah. over yeah. us. When we're standing in, like, Salah, we don't understand a thing because it's like, we don't speak Arabic, first of all. It's not our native tongue. We, we only speak know, English. like, partial. Part, part, the ones you read at home is what yeah. you understand, basically. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, if we just make an effort to, like, instead of, like, just reading the Arabic, if we go back into the books and actually, like, learn the definition and, like, what the surahs actually mean and what the hints they're talking about, right? I know from personal experience, um, Surah Bakara, right? Um, And then Surah Kaf and then Surah Taha. I I know what that means because, like, I know what it means now because, like, I went back and, like, you know... And really read through it. I really, like, you know, read through, like, what it means in English. So, like, when the imams reciting now, I can be, like, you know, connecting, like, little words. Like, Yabani Israel, right? That's, like, the children of Israel. And then uh, they talk about Isaac and Jacob and John. And, you know, all these names. And, like, you kind of, like, you just connects, you're, yeah. right?
1: You mentally translate it. Yeah, like, it connects. So. Which, yeah, I don't blame people because, I mean... To be honest with you, Arabic is a hard language to learn. It is, it is. Especially, like, I mean, like, me, I don't know, I'm assuming you, like, you know, we're not used to,
0: like... No, we're not. And the thing is, like, learning Arabic is difficult by itself, right? mm -hmm. But if you go to school to learn Arabic, they're teaching you modern Arabic. That's like you going to school to learn English, but the Quran and the Bible, right? The Bible, in this case, is written in Old English. So, So... You'd have to have more experience because yeah. the Quran is written in old Arabic. New Arabic versus old Arabic is as different as old English It's new English. So like yeah. you know, but if you put in that effort, it shouldn't be that hard. Mm-hmm.
1: And you do what you can, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And of course, yeah, like you mentioned, you put yeah. in the effort.
0: Well, I mean, it was great having you today, man. Coming and talking about the perspective of Thank a fasting for Muslim. Me. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. You know, um, it. before we leave, y'all, as always, you know. One advice or one tip for the day Is just go all out, you know Whatever you're doing today, just go all out If you're praying, try to pray five If you're reading uh, Quran Read a Jews or something like that Listen to a whole surah um, And yeah, just, I mean, keep God in mind As you go throughout the day
1: And also, uh, you know, take it one step at a time You know, don't mm-hmm. look at the whole staircase Because it's going to overwhelm you Try looking at it step by step Take it by step by step Trust me, it works, that's anything in life too mm-hmm. you know but imply that with ramadan with the fasting and the praying and, inshallah you'll get it
0: inshallah man all right man appreciate you coming today thank you, man. have a good one and i appreciate everybody listening thank y'all too tune in next time for another podcast with maharam